Hey, it's Phil. Time to talk about money again. So today I was thinking about um, basically my future. And I got to admit, it was a little depressing. Um, just when I thought that, you know, things were doing better. Uh, you know, at least he's got a job now. I was going through my budget. I was planning to put away my $1,000 a month, uh, which is a lot of money. Um, you know, not a lot of people can put away $1,000 a month. Um, a lot of people have kids and all kinds of stuff. And to me, I thought, man, that's, that's a lot of money. I'm going to be able to accomplish so much. Unfortunately, I fell in love with the idea of sailing around the world. And also I kind of, I like to overthink and overanalyze everything. And I went down a crazy rabbit hole of researching boats and, uh, researching technical specs and what do you need to do to have all this redundancy? Like I come from an aircraft background as an uh, aircraft technician. So, um, you know, the technical aspects of the boat and having redundant or even, uh, double redundant systems and things are, you know, that's what I'm all about. I nerd out on all that stuff. Unfortunately, everything like that comes with uh, pretty hefty price tags and pretty quickly it adds up to quite a lot of money. So like my, dr my super, super dream boat is uh, balance catamaran five two six, and that's a it's this beautiful huge catamaran built in South Africa, and it costs like one point two million dollars US, um, brand new, which is a crazy amount of money. I'll never be able to afford in my life uh, a balance catamaran boat. I mean, even if I were to get try to find a used one, um, there's no way. So. I was looking at other ones too, like my next favorite boat of all time is the Garcia Yachts Exploration 45, which is an aluminum hulled 45 foot like adventure sailboat that is built like a tank that is designed to sail pretty much anywhere in the world. I don't know if I'd go to Antarctica, but I it technically could go there. It would just, you would have to time it properly and make sure... Um, but it is designed to take on an iceberg. Um, so that boat is amazing, but it's very expensive. I recently found out, uh, there's this YouTube channel I watch, uh, not because it's actually any good, but just because the couple is on, uh, an exploration 45 and that's my dream boat. So there's not a lot of content out there to look at my dream boat. So I was watching their, uh, travel vlog or whatever, and uh, they recently decided to sell it because they're both engineers and they're moving back to the mainland and whatever, whatever. So I, I saw their boat on yachtworld.com and used, um, it's still like $800,000 US, which is a crazy amount of money. Um, so anyway, so I started crunching the numbers, right? So how much, how much money do I need? Well, uh, how much money I want is a lot, but how much money do I actually need? Technically you could, you know, pull together 50 grand or less or whatever, and probably scrap together a boat. But, um, my standards are going to be a little bit higher than that. So I was kind of thinking there are some other boats I like, like the uh, Sirius 40 DS. And by the time I'm ready to retire, I could probably scoop one up for, you know, maybe 400, 500, $600,000 us. Uh, which is a ton of money. I mean, that's like buying a house. I mean, nowadays houses are so expensive. Um, it's barely uh, the same as buying a house. 
Um, but still, it's a it's a huge investment, especially to put in in a boat. Um, but I mean, that's my dream. So I started crunching the numbers, and I'm like, you know what, thousand dollars a month, it's going to be awesome. So I conservatively plugged in six uh, percent interest, uh, compounded quarterly on um, a uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Compound interest calculator. And at $1,000 a month over 20 years, we're looking at a huge grand total of under $500,000 Canadian. So that like sunk my heart. I'm like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. I'm not anywhere close. Like $500,000 Canadian, that's not anywhere close to what I need. Um, $500,000 Canadian comes out to uh, currently about $660,000 US. And I know that the Canadian dollar is supposed to, the exchange rate is supposed to hit like 1.28 to one US dollar. But I mean, it's not going to swing that much. So I'm already fighting an uphill battle. And, um, and then you also have to keep in mind that I'm planning on buying a boat in 20 years. And so $500,000 in today's money is projected to be over $800,000 in you know 2040 money so that really hurts it gets really depressing when you look at those numbers so what is my point what am i talking about so the whole point of today is that i i did look and i did you know try to plan out 20 years ahead in the future and by looking at that um present self me can say hey, I need to figure something out. Like I need to gain some skills um, and maybe plan on getting a boat sooner than when I would I would like to leave and then just putting a ton of work into there, just sinking, you know, my weekends and time into fixing up a boat to the standard that I need. Or maybe what I need to do is, well, I mean, over time I will be making more money um, and hopefully I can keep my costs down it all depends on whether we buy a house uh, the next time that we move or not. And um, so maybe over time I can increase the amount that I'm contributing. So maybe I can do more than $1,000 a month and I can do that knowing that I have this goal and then I'm not going to reach it unless I do that. So it'll help motivate me to spend less money for personal things and think about the future. Because if you don't think about the future, it's way, way easy to think, whoa, I'd like to spend $1,000 a month right now. I could live the high life. It would be amazing, but then I'll never accomplish my dream. So having that dream keeps me on track and keeps me saving money. Um, it sucks because I'm 35 and I wish that, you know, I had been this uh, sensible when I was 20, but it is what it is. So all I can do is work hard moving forward. Another thing is side hustles. So everybody's always talking about side hustles. It's basically the norm for millennials, um, you know, to have side gigs or try to have hobbies that you can turn into like semi jobs or at least try to make your hobby pay for itself Um, or, you know, something that you could potentially turn into a business or whatever. I mean, think about it. If I were to start a side business and I were eventually able to get it to uh, $1,000 a month profit, that's not a super huge business, but that would change my entire outlook. Um, I mean, that would double the amount that I would be able to save per month if I contributed all of that to my savings. 
And with compounding interest, I would actually end up with quite, I wouldn't end up with double. I would end up with quite a lot more because I'd be earning more money on the money I'd be putting in. So it would be pretty awesome. I'd definitely be able to accomplish my goals, but you know, starting a business and earning a thousand dollars a month, I mean, it's, it's still a huge task. So I have to keep thinking about that. I'd love it if one day the podcast was sustainable and would bring in a couple hundred bucks a month. I mean, that was kind of my goal. I, I just wanted to have a hobby that would pay for itself. Um, but I mean, who knows, maybe it could turn into something bigger, but I have to be prepared that it won't. So I've been looking at other options. I'd really like to get into, you know, 3d printing maybe, um, or something else. I don't know, maybe other things, but what I don't want to be doing is training, trading more of my time for money. Um, really, if you're going to be doing side hustles, it's, it's about not having another part-time job but having a part-time business. And I think that's really where the future is, right? Like you can't, there's a limit to how much time you can trade for money. And so that's great for your full-time gig to create stability in your life. But um, I believe the best way to increase your wealth, unless you have like a super specialized skill set. So let's not rule that out because there are some people that have specialized skills. I've heard stories of guys that do um, special non-destructive testing and they would take all their years, vac- uh, their years worth of vacation, like 25 days straight. They would take like an entire month off work and they would go do a contract in, you know, in Alberta or something working on uh, in the oil rigs and doing specialized work. And they could, you know, basically double their, their yearly income by doing this side gig and going and working for the private sector when things were good. But I mean, the oil industry isn't as bouncing as it used to be. And I don't have any specific specialized skills like that. Um, so that's not really an option for me, but if you do have those skills, that would be amazing. So, um, anyway, so that's, that's basically all I wanted to say. So the, the takeaway here is learn from my mistakes. Definitely start saving early. Cause even if you don't know what your future goals are yet, you will have future goals, whether it's buying a house or traveling the world or just being financially independent. Um, you know, you're going to have goals. So Definitely start squirreling away your money and learning to um, make sure that you're putting away, you know, a certain percentage of your income in a savings account or an investment vehicle of some kind. And then as you grow and earn more money and get bonuses and whatever, you know, continue to take that portion away and squirrel it away because it's important and you won't miss it if you always save that way. Uh, The other thing is it's important to do that forecasting, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Um, And it can teach you a lot about the path that you need to take and the steps that you need to do. So for me, for example, I could say, well, after looking at it, I've decided that, no, I really do need X amount of money. And so it's pretty easy to pump into a calculator and look at, well, what if I delayed my retirement by one year, two years, three years? Um, or if I started contributing, you know, I can take my snapshot in time, maybe a year from now or two years from now or whenever, and say, if I start contributing this amount from here on out, how much closer will that bring me to my goal? And I can, you know, keep forecasting out and keep checking in on myself on whether I'm on track for that goal or not. And that'll keep you motivated and keep you going. And 
yeah, it looks like, you know, I just need to hustle. I just need to work whatever side gigs I can get and come up with some ideas and, uh, and that's okay with me because it's engaging. It's a lot more interesting than just, you know, playing video games or, you know, whatever, watching Netflix and stuff, uh, for me anyways. Um, but it can get discouraging. So make sure that you, you know, don't get too hard on yourself. You take breaks. Uh, it's okay to be not productive for a couple of days or even a week, but just make sure that you get back on that horse and you keep working at it because you, you never have to give up. You know, there's always going to be tomorrow to keep going and making a new start and keep at it. So I have failed at so many things and that's okay because it just gave me a lot of experience and it taught me a lot of, you know, whenever you make mistakes, it teaches you and everybody knows that everybody's heard that, but it still hurts really bad when you're sucking and failing. I, uh, I used to do, um, freelance photography on the side and I was really trying to expand that into a business. Um, and the reality is when I added up all my expenses after about two years of doing it versus how much money I brought in, um, you know, I actually ended up basically coming out even or even losing some money just because of the cost of, you know, the studio space that I was renting and the camera, camera equipment is so expensive. Um, and the good part is that I still have my camera and I still have some of my equipment. Um, but you know, technology moves on and the camera I have isn't that great anymore compared to new cameras, but that's okay because it's still worth something and I can still do stuff with it and I can still create things with it. So it's not a total loss and it did teach me a lot and I'm really happy about the experiences that I had, the people I met and it's provided me with a ton of memories and also practical uh, business experience. So whatever you do, just learn from your mistakes and make sure you check in with yourself.